You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good, man. It's Sunday, brother. Mm-hmm. A little bit of basketball talk, a little bit of baseball talk. How you doing? You ready to do this? I'm ready, man. Let's get into this. Let's get into the standings, man. Honestly, it's been a while, so let's see if I can still do this. Let's see if you got it. All right. American League records from this past week. Starting from the bottom, going to the top. Even though I actually didn't do it the right way this time, we're going to make sure we still read it. From the bottom to the top. Here we go. The Orioles went two and three, as well as the Rangers. Tigers went two and four. Twins three and three. Mariners two and four. Royals one and six. Angels five and one. Yankees two and three. Jays two and four. Indians three and two. Astros four and two, as well as the A's. Red Sox went four and three. The White Sox five and one. And the Rays went four and one. In the National League, the Diamondbacks went zero and five. The Pirates zero and six. Rockies and Nationals both went two and four. Marlins went five and two. Braves two and four. Cardinals one and four. Phillies four and one. Reds four and two. Padres one and five. Mets four and one. Cubs five and one, as well as the Brewers. Dodgers four and two. And the Giants went three and three this last week. Hey, still got it. Yes, sir. All right, we're gonna move on to the major league standings in the American League, AL East division. Starting with the Rays, went for our forty-one and twenty-four with a six thirty-one win percentage. The Red Sox right behind them at 39 and 26, a 600 percentage in two games back. The Blue Jays are 32 and 30, a 516 win percentage and seven and a half back. The Yankees are 33 and 31, a 516 win percentage and also seven and a half back. The Orioles are rounding out the division at 2241 with a 349 win percentage in 18 games behind the Devil Rays or the Rays as they're now called. In the American League Central, the White Sox are 40 and 24 with a 6.25 win percentage. The Indians are 34 and 27 with a 5.57 win percentage and four and a half back. 
The Royals are 30 and 33, a 476 win percentage, and nine and a half back. The Twins finally climbed out of the cellar at 26 and 38 with a 406 percentage and 14 games back. The Tigers shared the same record at 26 and 38, a 406 percentage and 14 back of the White Sox. Out west in the American League, the A's lead the division at 39 and 27, 39 and 27, a 591 win percentage, <clears throat> and of course are leading. The Astros are 38 and, are 36 and 28, a 563 percentage and two games back. The Angels are at 500 with 33 with 32 and 32 record and six games back. The Mariners are 31 and 35, a 470 win percentage and eight games back. The Rangers are 25 and 40, a 385 percentage and 13 and a half back. Out here on the East Coast in the National League, the Mets are 32 and 24, with a 571 win percentage. The Phillies are 500 at 31 and 31 and four games back. The Braves are 29 and 33 with 468 percentage and six games back. The Marlins are 29 and 35, a 453 percentage and seven games back. And the Nationals are 26 35 with a 426 percentage and eight and a half back. In the Central Division, the Cubs and Brewers are both 37 and 27, the 578 win percentage. So both teams are, of course, on top of the division tied. Uh, the Reds are 500 at 31 and 31 and, and five games back. The Cardinals are also 500, but are 32 and 32 and five games back. The Pirates are 23 and 40 with a 365 percentage and 13 and a half back. Out west in the National League, the Giants lead the division at 40 and 24, a 625 win percentage. The Dodgers are 38 and 26, a 594 percentage, and two games back. The Padres are 37 and 29, a 561 percentage, and four games back. The Rockies are 25 and 40, and the 385 percentage, and 15 and a half back. And the Diamondbacks are in last place, 20 and 45, with a 308 percentage, and 20 and a half games back in the division. Like I said, still got it, brother. Still got it. Thank you, sir. And if you're hearing that noise, it has now started pour rain on the house. So our studio will be in a rain downpour. So if you hear some weird noise, that's what it is. That's the rain, yes. All right, so some notes. Are hitters finally catching up with pitchers? It has been nearly a month since Corey Kluber threw that last no-hitter for the Yankees. A short run of it seeming like we were getting a no-hitter every week or every other week. It may be time to realize that hitters have officially caught up to the pitchers and are able to put the ball in play more. Another reason could be attributed to the league's crackdown on foreign substances by pitchers. Ever since the league put out that memo in regards to the discipline for foreign substances, we have not had a no-hitter since. It will be interesting to see if this trend continues. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the no-hitters being no more so far? Well, you know, I mean, this is the middle of... We're in the middle of the season now, so, I mean, people are starting to catch that stride, starting Mm -hmm. to... You know, get the bat swinging. So, you know, I mean, is it really a surprise? Not really. It's not a whole big of a surprise. So, uh, the uh, foreign substance crackdown was a bit <laughs> of a shocker. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a kind of a turning point. And of course, uh, ever since that happened, Trevor Bauer's been kind of uh, not pitching so well for the Dodgers of late. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see how that's been, <clears throat> been going yeah. for the Dodgers. Uh, we're like uh, Bauer, what happened, buddy? If, Memo comes out, and all of a sudden, you can't pitch very well. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that'll be interesting to see what happens um, from this point on. But, you know, there's still a good chance we could get a couple more no-hitters uh, as we still got through September to get that done. 
All right, the, so we're going to go ahead and go from the diamond to the hardwood. The Lakers managed to take a 2-1 series lead against the Suns as Chris Paul missed both of those games that the Lakers won to take that 2-1 series lead. But when he returned for Game 4 of the series, he led the Suns to three straight wins and ousted the Lakers. Anthony Davis would get hurt in Game 4 and miss Game 5. Davis returned for Game 6 but re-aggravated the injury early on in the game and the Lakers quickly fell apart and were eliminated. Lakers have a ton of work to do this offseason and need Davis to really work on his body this offseason so he can handle the season stress better. Two players that for sure should be gone this offseason will be Dennis Schroeder, who did not take a four-year, $84 million deal with the Lakers earlier this season uh, and will hit free agency. The other should be Kyle Kuzma, who has been very inconsistent and not worth the contract he was given. Cooper, your thoughts on the Lakers and their ousting by the Suns? Oh, man. It's really somber for us Laker fans. But, uh, you know, you never count somebody out even though we were up in the series. You never count anybody out because you never know. Right. And, you know, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. when, when the Lakers have been dealing with nagging injuries constantly. Right. And Anthony Davis... Being the majority of those injuries, it's it's yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's been awful, and like I said, Schroeder basically started to disappear late in the season and into this playoff series, and that really hurt us too because we didn't have anybody and to help step up. And the fact that he didn't re-sign with you guys, it's just like, yeah, what? that was didn't sign that four year. Twenty-one million dollar a year contract, eighty-four million. Oh man, total. these guys are just—it's all about the money. It's never about you know loyalty or trying to trying to stay in one spot for very long. I guess. Yeah, it's all about the dollar and whoever will pay it the most. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard this off season. It's definitely going to be um, an intrigue to say the least. The Suns though will be looking to move on to the Western Conference Finals tonight as they are up 3-0 on the Denver Nuggets. The Suns, are, after eliminating the Lakers, have just been dominating the Nuggets and are looking to finish them off tonight. The Nuggets did well against the Trailblazers in the last round, but without Jamal Murray, their offense has struggled against the Suns. Murray's was, Murray was lost for the season just before the playoffs began. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, man, contrary to what I just said about, you know, don't count anybody out if they're down, uh... The Suns are on a, on a roll right now, so they're probably going to put out the Nuggets and uh, move on, bro. Yeah, the Nuggets still probably can win tonight's game and force the game, to, the series, back to Phoenix, but I don't see it lasting much longer beyond that uh, if they do win tonight. Yeah. Uh, but the way the Suns have looked in this series, I'd be um, really be shocked to see the Suns um, not win tonight and finish off the Nuggets. Uh, and unfortunately, um, ending the run of MVP uh, Djokovic after this, or Djokic. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks made quick work of the Miami Heat. They swept the Heat and won each game by an average of 20.5 points per game. Miami's offense looked awful, and last year's surprise talents in the bubble, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, were nowhere to be found, it seemed. Miami may regret not giving up Hero in that deal for James Harden that would have brought him to Miami, instead opting to hold on to Hero as Brooklyn swooped in and got Harden. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Miami and their uh, unfortunate um, first-round sweep? I mean, we, we, we've seen it with, with you know, the Lakers. 
And we're now seeing it with Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, it just sucks. You never know how somebody's going to play one year to the next. Perhaps. And, excuse me, sorry. (laughs) And it's just, you never know, man. Right, it's been not awful. I'm wondering, though, if that Harden deal is going to end up haunting them for a while because not giving up Hero to get Harden being the um, point of emphasis of having that trade not happen really looks like it could end up being a problem because uh, Hero, like I said, disappeared against Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, it was a little smirk this year. Yeah, absolutely nowhere. Uh, Brooklyn has been looking formidable um, despite not being able to play a lick of defense. Boston managed to win one game at TD Bank Garden, but were just ran off the court by the highly efficient, uh, highly offensively efficient Nets. The Nets uh, would also destroy the Bucks in the first two games of their series, but the Bucks have regrouped and won an ugly game back in Milwaukee. If the Bucks gain, uh, win again and tie the series at 2-2, they can head back to Brooklyn with some confidence, but still have work to do to get over on the Nets in this series. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the uh, high-octane offense that is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I, I always say defense wins championships, but if a defense can't play, mm-hmm. like at all, and an offense is on like crazy, making their shots, yeah, um, you're screwed. So it is what it is with this, man. It's like, you know, it, it's good to see Boston in the playoffs, but... Was there really any question with the Brooklyn Nets? Not really. So there you go. <laughs> Especially since Boston was out without uh, Jalen Brown, that really ended up hurting them. Um, Tatum couldn't really do it by himself, and without Jalen Brown, it really showed in that series. Yeah. And the Bucks surprisingly, have a really good defense, but did not look good in the first two games in Brooklyn. They look just out of sorts, even though they had you know longer time off as they had swept the Heat, as we just talked about, um, where Brooklyn had that extra game against Boston, but it seemed that their team was really rusty on both ends of the floor against the Nets. Uh, like I said, they did regroup one by three. It was an ugly game in Milwaukee, So, but like I said, they still have a chance if they tie this game up. And then the series up with a win today, that that series is back to dead even, and they still got a shot. Yeah. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, the most surprising team thus far in the playoffs has been the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks eliminated the Knicks in five games and were mostly dominant in each game they won. The team would also go on to win the first game of the series against the 76ers, but the Sixers did bounce back to take a 2-1 series lead. The series continues tomorrow night and will be interesting to see if the Hawks can manage to even the series or if the 76ers have figured out how to finally slow down the Hawks can end this series in five, possibly. Mm-hmm. Cooper, your thoughts on the Sixers and Hawks? Definitely going to be an interesting series, bro. Uh, the Sixers, they've been on it all year. Atlanta, what's up with this? I know, right? This is this is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's been an interesting. So I was surprised. I really thought of any of the game, uh, any of the series that should have went seven in the first round. I would have thought it would have been the Knicks and Hawks because I thought the Knicks were good enough. Oh, yeah. But they didn't, yeah, definitely. they didn't show up for those four games they lost. Yeah. They showed up for one game at Madison Square Garden, and that was it. They were done. It was bad. Hey, man, the fact that they even made it this year, I'm like, 
Good for you guys. Yeah, I was happy for him to make it, but it's just yeah. shocking to, to see yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, like I said, you know, we got the Clippers Maverick series to go seven, but this one did not go seven when it teams seemed pretty evenly matched, especially one that plays really good defense was really shocking to see. I really expected more out of the Knicks um, to make that a better series than just a five-game series. Definitely. All right, uh, let's see here. And finally, our little bit of notes. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers had fired head coach Terry Stotts after being eliminated by the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. Superstar Damian Lillard has wanted the team to interview the Lakers assistant coach Jason Kidd, but Kidd pulled his name from consideration. The team plans on interviewing Spurs assistant Becky Hammond as well as do the Magic. The Blazers have more than just a coaching issue when it comes to the team. Lillard needs better players around him so he doesn't have to carry the entire team. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Trailblazers with the possibility of hiring the first female head coach in league history. That would be that'd be awesome, dude. Uh, I think that, that says a lot about where the league is going. Yes, sir. And uh, where the world is going in general, dude. Um, I think females are... Are just as adequate as dudes are to, you know, be able to run a team or do anything, dudes. Yes, so, sir. Um, I, I'm happy for this because, you know, I'm a father. I have a daughter, and I'd like to see her do whatever, whatever it is she wants to put her mind to. Right. So, I mean, it's cool. Yes, and she's already shown her merit. She helped lead the Spurs as a summer league team a while back to the summer league championship. She's been a uh, she's got a great tutor in Greg Popovich. Despite how much I haven't really liked the Spurs, i got to give credit where credit's due. Popovich has been one hell of a coach for the Spurs right. and a great tutor for Becky Hammond. So she's coming into, and of course, she's also a former WNBA superstar herself. So she's coming in with a whole lot of basketball knowledge. She's got a great mentor already. So she has earned her right as a chance, for a chance to coach professionally men's basketball and i believe it's interesting to see though that the blazers also have competition and it's not just them the magic are looking into it um, the only you know, thing that i'd say that really sucks for her is that it's portland or orlando well yeah. at least portland is got some talent already yeah, yeah. so she's not gonna be going into a bad situation whereas if she went with orlando you're looking at a possibly bad situation. Yeah. Because Orlando, even if they get well enough, they usually end up scrapping it at some point because they're just ran poorly. Yeah, what is wrong with you guys? We want a team. It would be nice to actually go watch some basketball games that is, what, only a couple hours away? Yeah, a few hours away instead of six hours away down in Miami. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I Miami, respect the heat. Miami would be fun, but, you know. I would like it a little bit closer <laughs> I mean, yeah. shoot, we might just have to start going up to Atlanta, bro, if we want to watch some basketball. Because <laughs> there you go. Right? The Hawks are at least <laughs> talented <laughs> right now, and also close enough where we don't have to travel six hours. Four hours is still a bit far, but Orlando's that kind of happy medium where it's about three, yeah, instead of six or four. You know, so can we get a team in Jacksonville? I mean, I'd appreciate that. That would be cool. <laughs> well, I don't see that happening anytime soon. No. But uh, so that will that's all of our notes. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. So hopefully, Ham gets her opportunity. Um, good luck to her in the interviewing process. Um, there's other opportunities out there. Hopefully, they'll 
look into her. The Pacers are one of those teams that could eventually interview her too because they need a head coach. Um, there's no guarantee that even though the Bucks won um, in the first round you could, and got and eliminated the Heat so easily, um, if they don't do something in this series against the Nets, they could possibly look at a coaching change. Where yeah. There's no guarantee with that right now. So the Bucks could be a team that could eventually be looking for a head coach. We don't. I'm not saying anything for sure because that <laughs> series isn't over yet. I'm just saying a lot of pundits out there. You can look on ESPN, Fox Sports. Everybody's kind of saying the Bucks don't win this series against the Nets. Don't be surprised if they make a coaching change. So I'm just saying, if that happens, there's another opportunity for Becky Hammond. And that would be even a better opportunity. Cause they that do, would be a great opportunity. They do have some talent there. They so definitely yeah. do have talent there. And they're trying to win. Mm-hmm. So um, let, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this offseason. Um, I'm looking forward to the offseason. Only, not only because the Lakers need to do upgrades. I just like the offseasons a lot better sometimes in some of these sports than the regular season. For one, these off seasons are, are uh, these seasons are so long, so oh, yeah. it's really hard to <laughs> follow all along in some of these sports. But it's just nice to see what the teams are going to do to try to better themselves. Exactly, and yeah. that's what I'm always looking forward to. Is how are you going to make yourselves better? And that's what I'm really looking forward to. Not just my teams, but also everybody. It's like because I want to see as good as basketball, as good as baseball as we can get. We still got a whole lot of work to do in baseball, but soon next month is the trade deadline, so I can't wait for this for the uh, hot stove to start warming up. Oh yes, for the deadline, I'm all, looking forward to that. All the rumors and, and yes. scandals and whatever else might happen. Yes, I'm looking forward to it because the Dodgers got work to do too. Oh yeah, we're not out of the woods yet, especially when we're behind the Giants in the division. Come mm. on, what is that? That's. Ugh. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, so be sure to tune in Tuesday. We will be back with NASCAR football talk and, of course, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been fun in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup. I've been actually been enjoying it. It's oh, been yes. exciting. Oh, yes, man. It's a little weird because of how they had to situate it because of the pandemic, but it's been fun. Needless to say, it's been fun. So I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be a good Tuesday. And then, uh, like we said, of course, everything pending. We should be back for Thursday, and hopefully we'll have no problems with that whatsoever so we can do that as well. You got anything, Dad? Nope, I'm good to go, brother. You said it. Can't wait for Tuesday. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, we're glad to be back, and we love you guys. And yeah. thank you for listening, and uh, you know, thank you for, for giving us uh, this platform to uh, be able to, to – to, uh, you know, do our sports thing. It's so much fun, dude. It is. And I believe, actually, also next Saturday, we preview Hell in a Cell. That's what's up, baby. Yes, sir. That's so, what's up. Looking forward to that. All right. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. ST on Instagram, also at Cooper big, underscore big man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in big man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.